I've been working with therapeutic diets since I started my practice in 2013 and working with post-SIBO treatment, also known as phase two SIBO treatment clients, since late 2019. There are two diets well known for helping with stomach issues, the low FODMAP diet and the specific carbohydrate diet. Each have their own variations and uses. Today, I'm going to talk about them specifically in regards to using it with small intestine bacterial overgrowth, also known as SIBO. Both have their place, but I will say there's one I'm really not a fan of, and the other one I feel is a much better option for a multitude of reasons, and I am going to be diving into that in this episode. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. Small intestine bacterial overgrowth is just what it sounds like. There's bacteria in the small intestine that does not belong there. It grows rapidly and causes a host of health issues, oftentimes GI issues, but as we learned in episode 42 with Dr. Geyer, it can also cause heart issues, anxiety, and can be a root cause of histamine intolerance and mast cell activation syndrome. The classic symptom is a flat stomach in the morning and then looking pregnant by the evening, but this is often not the only symptom. If you haven't listened to episode 42 yet, I recommend pausing this episode, going and listening to that interview, and then listening to this one. When it comes to treating SIBO, all too often people believe that diet alone can resolve it. It absolutely can not. Diet cannot starve out SIBO and is not a treatment. Diet post-negative SIBO test is a tool to help heal the damage SIBO has caused to the intestinal lining, including hindering its ability to absorb nutrients, helping to rebuild the intestinal lining, and helping you regain motility in the intestines. It also helps you identify food sensitivities that bother your stomach, which is a total bonus in my book. If diets are used post-treatment, and they absolutely should be, there are two diets that doctors typically go to, either the low FODMAP diet or the specific carbohydrate diet, also known as SCD. I have pretty strong opinions about both. First, I want to say that both are tools in the therapeutic diet toolbox. Both are temporary diets to help identify troublesome foods and and can help aid the body in healing. First, I'm going to talk about the low FODMAP diet. The low FODMAP diet is a temporary diet to remove a class of carbohydrates called fermentable short-chain carbohydrates. I'm probably going to say these wrong. Fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. That's a fun one to say. 
It's designed as an elimination diet to help people with IBS give their gut a rest while also identifying foods that trigger their symptoms. I do not like this diet, and here's why. Number one, it's designed to be a 21-day elimination diet for people suffering from IBS to identify troublesome foods. It's an elimination diet and a reintroduction diet. It was never designed to be a long-term solution for SIBO, enzyme deficiency, or any long-term treatment for any GI issue. It is often used as a long-term solution, but it's a band-aid. It's not getting to the root cause. This leads to the second reason I don't like a low FODMAP diet as treatment. While it is well-studied, it is over-prescribed and used incorrectly. By being used and prescribed incorrectly, it often leads to malnutrition because people stay on it for far too long and it is not a nutritionally complete diet. It can easily lead to disordered eating with people being absolutely terrified of food because it does not resolve anything. It does not resolve the SIBO issues. It is extremely restrictive and extremely confusing. One doctor I worked with in the past was a huge fan of this diet. They asked me to develop a meal plan for their patients, and you guys, I tried. I tried so hard. But every single expert had a different variation of foods that were allowed and in what amounts. They often allowed wheat to be consumed, and some of them in rather large amounts and frequently, which... Wheat is well known to be a gut irritant and removing it temporarily is a must. So why wouldn't it be removed in this elimination diet, right? I need to, I could go on and on about this. Um, I'm not going down this rabbit hole today. I have a good friend of mine who is a registered dietitian and she too tried to create a low FODMAP meal plan for a patient of hers. She came to me for help because she couldn't figure it out either. We agreed that it is a poor diet program to follow. I know that there are people out there who really do like this diet, people who've created entire cookbooks on how to eat low FODMAP for life, basically. It is not a lifestyle diet, you guys. It's not. It's a three-week elimination diet to identify foods that trigger IBS in people. That is it. Being on it for too long is dangerous. It is absolutely a tool in the toolbox, but not one that I feel comfortable giving to people for the reasons listed above, especially since there is a much better alternative they can do instead. Although, before I dive into the specific carbohydrate diet, I will say testing to find the root cause of your GI issues is important. While elimination and reintroduction are the gold standard, If you are having major IBS, IBD symptoms, identifying your food sensitivities, testing for SIBO, testing for parasites, testing for fungal overgrowth, and dysbiosis should be part of your healing journey. Whew, I'm not holding back today. Okay, on to the specific carbohydrate diet. The specific carbohydrate diet is a nutritionally complete grain-free diet low in sugar and lactose. It was originally developed by Dr. Sidney Haas, a pediatrician in the 1920s to help treat celiac disease. 
In 1987, Elaine Gottschall published Breaking the Vicious Cycle after her daughter's inflammatory bowel disease, IBD, improved with the use of the specific carbohydrate diet. Currently, there are many upon, I mean, we're talking thousands of testimonials by individuals who have used this diet to manage their IBD, including Crohn's disease. And recently, the scientific community has finally started studying this diet as a treatment for IBD. Research is still in the early stages, but the results are showing potential already. I'm so glad they finally decided to study this diet. Here is what I like about it as a health coach. It's nutritionally complete. You don't have to worry about malnutrition while in the therapeutic version of this diet. The legal and illegal list, super clear. It's much less likely to cause disordered eating. In the therapeutic stage, the foods are focused on healing the gut and giving it rest. The lifestyle stage is pretty much just healthy eating. One thing I'm not the biggest fan of is that it does allow canola oil. Remember 1987, okay? We know that now that it's detrimental to our gut health and overall health. It's not a food fit for human consumption. But other than that, like that's an easy workaround, right? So that's like the only thing on the legal, illegal list that I'm like, meh. That being said... The six-phase repair and reintroduction post-SIBO diet that Dr. Geyer and I put together is based on the SCD diet, okay? I will go more into what this is and why it's designed the way that it is in next week's episode. However, I will say from a health coach perspective, the SCD is far superior to low FODMAP because it's easy to follow and it doesn't lead to fear of food and malnutrition. Like, Those are just big no-nos for me. We need to eat. We might for a short period need to restrict to the most healing foods available that our body needs at that time, but it should be temporary. Then we need to go back to a healthy baseline. This baseline is what I teach to my clients before and after their therapeutic diet. I'm actually developing a course that you'll be able to walk through on your own time, so stay tuned for that. If you want to jumpstart on what that can look like and like, I just want to know what to do right now to start feeling better, Marion, go to the show notes and download my free guide. I highly recommend starting there. And if you're like, Marion, no, like I need expert guidance right now, go ahead and schedule a free discovery call. We can talk more about what you have going on and I can share with you what I have to offer that best fits your needs. Then I also recommend joining the Facebook community. Go in, introduce yourself, and connect to the awesome community that I have there. The role that diet plays is after your negative SIBO test. So you test before, you get your treatments, and then you test after your treatment to see if it's actually gone. If it's actually gone, it's time to move to phase two, which is the diet. Your gut has been damaged. The lining is inflamed. You probably have leaky gut. Your motility might be off. It needs to heal. You cannot skip this step. You can't go from eating crap, SIBO treatment, to eating crap. Like, you're not going to feel better. The SIBO might be gone, but your digestion is probably still going to be off. So, 
Be sure to listen to next week's episode where I really dive into what phase two looks like for you. Now, a quick recap. There are two diets used with SIBO, post-SIBO treatment, okay? The diets are not treatment. Diets do not starve out SIBO. The goal post-treatment and negative test for SIBO is to heal the damage that has occurred in the gut. The low FODMAT diet is confusing. Low in nutrients often leads to malabsorption and disordered eating when followed for too long. SCD is nutritionally complete, easy to follow, and also encourages a reintroduction of foods leading back to a normal healthy diet. I am looking forward to you joining me next week when I really dive into what phase two looks like on the resolving SIBO journey. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash until next time friend bye